0: So, Miss Olivia, have you ever done something like performed a task or thought through the process of doing a certain task or whatever and then completed it and then either within a few minutes or within a few hours realized what you had done was like a major mistake?
1: Oh, my goodness. I can think of circumstances right now off the top of my head. Yes. Many? Several.
0: Well, you're worse <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, So this week I had a couple. <laughs> yeah. And I really beat myself up with that.
1: I was there for that.
0: Yeah. So the first was um, like... You know, I'm the middle school pastor. We just changed venues, and I was in uh, my new venue trying to clean it up. You know, I'm all about appearances and functionality, so I was improving. I was trying to improve some stuff. Ended up making a pretty big mistake. I, um, You know, and the, big, the biggest part of this task was removing a bunch of, like, worthless wires that were just hanging from the, the rafters and stuff. And uh, came across a couple wires. They looked old, (laughs) pointless, and active. And uh, come to find out, they were a key component to our alarm system. Oh, gosh. So I had temporarily disabled our alarm system. (laughs) (laughs) so, So you broke the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm also the one who arms the alarm system at night. And so when I got there that night after cutting those particular so-called worthless wires. And I realized the alarm, like the messages I was getting in that moment that they were um, my fault. So I instantly just felt so terrible and like just the biggest idiot in the world. Um, and as you know, I beat myself up yeah, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, well, I was just depressed. Like, I was just so disappointed in myself. But, yeah, that was one for the books where I literally disabled the whole church's alarm system. But if you get any ideas, the <laughs> alarm system is back up and running thanks to Columbus Fire and Safety. Um, So here's the next one, which if you're listening and you've listened before, you're totally aware of this major mistake. Yikes. It wasn't, you know, like... Theologically incorrect And a mistake It wasn't one of those where You make like a bad joke And then like Like you make your mom a joke And the the mom like has passed You know <laughs> It wasn't one of those But it, it was, was
1: deeply wrong though It was still very deeply wrong Profoundly
0: wrong, wrong. Um, <laughs> And so because of that I need to make a formal On air On air Apology <laughs> To all of you <laughs> listeners Last week, I had the bright idea, hey, let's eat a Happy Meal while we record, um, and that would be a great idea. Turns out, that was a terrible idea. Ends up, there was a whole smack attack on the microphone. (laughs) For 28 minutes. (laughs) For 28 minutes. So um, I just want to apologize for doing that, harassing you with that for 28 minutes last week. But also I want to give you and express to you just the, the greatest expression of gratitude that if you're listening to this and you listened to that last week, you're a real G. Like yeah. you're you're one to keep because mm-hmm. if you can bear through that, then then you're top notch. That's right. You are golden. What's up and welcome to Outside In, a podcast by Dakota Kelly. This podcast is all about conversations surrounding the church and the people that make it up. Our hope is that you are given fresh perspective and that you feel challenged to have your own conversations surrounding the topics you hear about today. Hope you enjoy. So this weekend... Um, on top of my emotional breakdown About the whole alarm system uh, Which was a tough Tough hurdle for me Because I just don't like making Majorly stupid mistakes like that Like yeah. I just get So disappointed in myself And and I guess I mean it's just gotta, It's something I gotta get over Like not only as a leader But just as a person Like sure. I can't be a pansy Every time I mess it <laughs> up and yeah. I guess he, like, goes back to, like, childhood stuff. Like, sure. Like, you know, just getting reamed about the dumbest things. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> either way, I can't be a pansy about it all the time. But I was upset. I, I was literally, like, <laughs> talking to the Columbus, the the alarm guy today. Like, I was like, bro, I just lost sleepover. And he was like, it's okay, man. You ain't got to lose sleepover. Like, he was trying to make me feel better about it. <laughs> He's like, this is not bull. But so on top of that emotional hurdle, um, you're also aware of the not necessarily breakdown that I had on. Really, it came to term. It surfaced majorly on s- Saturday between you and I. But there just came a point on Saturday where I just straight ran out of gas. Yeah. Um, Like, within myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, Mexican night, post-Mexican night gas. I'm talking about, like, motivation and energy. Um, And I just kind of realized that we're four weeks into this semester and in the midst of a crazy season, of a new year, you know, uh, crazy season of ministry, blah, 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 and I have not taken a break. Yeah. And uh, um, I um just really felt the effects of not arresting. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to just talk about that this mm-hmm. week. Um, and it's, so I know a couple people are going to be listening to this particular podcast who are going to, look at me later and say, I told you so. Right, yeah. But it's just kind of funny. And, you know, I I wanted to kind of discuss just the, what that looks like for me, Mm -hmm. you know, what that should look like for me and most people, especially when you're in a place of leadership or ministry or really if you're a parent, if you are, a uh, businessman, like businesswoman, whoever you are, like it's just important. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm through. I'm in my two. T- I'm two and a half years into leadership school, and we've heard this a hundred thousand times. But it's really hard to apply. Sure. Like it's a really difficult thing to put into application. And uh, um, you know this this breaking point that I hit this weekend um, is not the first time that I've hit this breaking point, Um, but it was just more surreal, I guess, Um, because now, like, and it's even more important because, how do I say this? It's, It's, I guess it was even more intense because I'm even further more into school workload even more into responsibilities with work. Yeah. Um I'm obviously we're on a new season and turned a new page on our relationship and mm-hmm. want to make sure that is you know maintained well whatever and uh so it's just more important now. Sure. And um so it's just super it's super important and it's just time I believe that I learned how to make solid application out of it. And also, I, you know, if you're listening, like, whoever's listening, like, I think no matter what point in life you're in, if you haven't gotten a good handle on this, like, it's a problem. Like, it's something that we need to really, really tackle. And so I don't want to preach a sermon today, but it is sermon worthy. Um, Absolutely. And so... um, What, I, what I'm what i having to come to terms, the, the phrase that keeps, like, really challenging me is wasting time wisely. Mm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. I guess, like, for me, the reason why I call it wasting time is because if I'm not being productive, I'm wasting time. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about it?
1: Um, I have a lot of thoughts because my relationship with rest is complicated and long term. And so, um, for me for such a long time, it's no one's fault. It was an identity problem at its core, but I attached rest to guilt. And so I attached those two things very closely together. So anytime I thought about rest or, even thought I was partaking in rest, I felt guilty or I felt like I should feel guilty because I was being stagnant or I wasn't doing something. I have later learned through a lot of trial, error, and running out of gas that rest is an investment. And to the degree degree that you rest is the degree you'll be effective. But um, I think the the part about rest that marked me the most was I was reading a book by one of my favorite authors one time, and especially in the context of ministry there's a lot happening it's not really a 9 to 5 job it's kind of like a 24/7 job um being available to people is 24/7 is she said that all the different people in your life only see the slice of you that they're asking for they don't see the rest of the pie of your life which sounds kind of cheesy but they don't see what everyone else is also asking you for mm. And so they don't think they're placing this large demand on you. But if you don't determine or allocate where you're going to invest your time and if you don't invest in rest, then all of these innocent people in your life that are asking you to do things will eventually take up all your time
0: and you won't have any rest. Mm -hmm. It's really tough. I mean, I think for me, it's not necessarily... And I'm sure, like, the, into the, uh, the farther along I go into this pastoral career or whatever <laughs> or journey, however you look at it, um, it's, you know, it's not necessarily people right this sure. second. It's more so, like, task. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm definitely investing a lot into people and uh-huh. students and doing as much as I can to, well, I don't want to say task. I mean, it's a lot of tasks. I say people in the context of, like, people. areas
1: of life, school, work, yeah. family they all require some kind of demand from Mm -hmm. you and they only see the slice they're asking for or it only sees the slice that it's asking for and it doesn't see every other part.
0: Yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pick apart the wording, but (laughs) it's, I don't necessarily, I don't look at people as tasks. It's just like, I mean, but in tech, technically there are tasks that surround people, blah, blah, blah. Either way, um, but, like, for instance, this week, you know, I, I'm I'm working on my fourth week of just nonstop, and really, it probably goes farther than that, like, before I started school, like, I spent three weeks gutting a house, moving into it, like, renovating part of it, moving into it, literally three entire weeks, no break whatsoever, um, uh, Except to go to church, right? And uh, but what I, you know, what something I'm coming to terms with is if I don't like, I think okay, there's a time limit on this when this task can be completed. Um, okay, well I've got 17 other things to do before that. Prior, 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 or a prioritize. Praise God. Um, before that. And if they don't get done immediately, like, sequentially, like, it's going to be a problem. But, you know, these 10, 15 tasks may take me a week to do it. But if I don't stop before, between, you know, let's say task 7 and 8 or 10 and 11, and I just try and run on fumes to complete 11 through 15, it's going to take me twice as long, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to wrap my mind around this concept. If I take a day between completing certain tasks, it will actually be better for me, like, and my, pro- and, and my productivity. Does that make yes, sense? absolutely. So it's almost like in the context of, like, a factory, like it's hard to think that if we shut the machines down for a day, they'll actually produce more, better quality, more better quantity. Um, or maybe not quantity, but quality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, versus just running them nonstop all the time. Yeah, I guess it applies to like <laughs> your car too. Like, yeah, you got to stop it sometimes and change the oil.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So, it's just a really hard concept to, mm-hmm. to to wrap your mind around, and I. Sure. So, I mean, I can identify a few things that are stressors that cause me to overlook that. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, my biggest thing is probably disappointing people. Mm-hmm. Well, what's one thing you would say?
1: Um. Yes, disappointing people is definitely a large heart of my complicated relationship with the rest, because I love people so dearly but I also have um, a tendency to people please and I've gotten out of it but it's definitely my, na- my nature to people please um, but for me and I don't know why I do this I just put a lot of weight on everything that I do so I automatically feel like everything that I need to mm-hmm. do and everything that I do is radically important mm-hmm. And so if this doesn't get done today or if that doesn't get done today or if this gets pushed off, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Or, like, in my head it's like if I don't get this uh, assignment done or if I don't get this email sent, like, the world might actually fall apart and it actually yeah. will not.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I feel that.
1: Yeah. It's just I, I am a high-pressure on myself kind of person to deliver a high pressure on myself person to make things happen in this time, um, time length that I have in my head. And if I kind of get away from that, I spend a lot more time worrying about the fact that I haven't gotten it done yet than using that time to either rest or do it. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I just have a hard time when it comes to the application part. This is where I argue myself on things like, okay, let's say two weeks ago I take a day off and I do nothing, you know? Like, I spend the whole day stressing about all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I really shouldn't be doing nothing right now because I've got blah, blah, blah to do, you know? And so for me, for my sake... If you can shed light on that, but also anybody else who's listening, like, yeah, how do we how how do you not just set aside the task for that moment or that day? Mm -hmm. How do you set aside the stress?
1: So for me, and this has really been in the last two years, I would say probably the last year, if I'm being transparent, that I have come to terms with this whole thing, rest, setting stuff aside, setting the stress aside, like unbearing the stress, is at the core of it, Jesus said to do it. And from the beginning, God said to do it. Remember the Sabbath thing, keep it holy. Sabbath is a day of rest. Um, Jesus' intention was not, hey, I want you to take a day and be lazy. Absolutely be lazy don't do anything aimlessly. Like the Lord never tells us to do anything in vain. And so it's interesting that even during creation, God did everything he intended to do. And on the seventh day he rested. And so at our core, like we were created for rest. And if we don't, then we're actually behaving in a manner contrary to what God created us to be. And so it's definitely for me, the most practical way to get rid of stress is to remind myself that taking this day out of the week, taking one day out of a seven-day week, is actually what obedience looks like for me. And if I'm not taking this day, then I'm being disobedient. And that opens up a whole nother can of worms in your life, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So are you suggesting that the weight of being disobedient in that moment should outweigh the stress of not completing tasks? Yes. Even if those tasks surround <laughs> ministry in the church?
1: Absolutely. Busyness in church and in ministry, I think, is one of the enemy's sneakiest ways of separating us from intimacy with God. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can serve people Mm -hmm. and do stuff and answer emails and clean up messes and straighten chairs. But if I haven't heard the Lord's voice, then I can't speak for a lot of, then I can't say that there's going to be a lot of fruit in all the things that I'm doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is hard. It's such a, it's such a wrestle because it's like we're programmed. The more I do, the better I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And that all is like an identity thing. It all goes back to being performance driven. We mm-hmm. think the more we do, the better we do. Oh, God will be more proud of me. I'll have more jewels or you know, what that's just a joke, but Oh my crown. Oh yeah, I'm trying to have like the most layman crown in heaven. But
0: what if we get to heaven and the crown that he talks about was actually on our teeth?
1: Or what if it's a Burger King crown?
0: I'd be even happier with the tea. (laughs) Everybody just got massive... Grills. grill pieces. (laughs) Yeah. So, obedience versus...
1: Earthly stress.
0: Yeah. Being more obedience-driven than Mm -hmm. tasks-driven.
1: Sometimes, this is kind of silly, and I don't know if this is sacrilegious or not, so we'll have to process through this, but sometimes the easiest way for me to take a day of rest or a time of rest is to remind myself that I'm not as important <laughs> as I act like I am sometimes. Like, we're important in the kingdom. Like, we're God has called us as really important things, and like, we're like super called, and I believe that. But putting all the weight on myself and all this pressure that like I am the person that has to do this right now or everything will fall apart. It's like almost offensive to God. I feel like, cause he's like, what do you think I'm up here doing? Mm-hmm. Like nothing.
0: <laughs> I don't think so, I've come to that realization yet. <laughs> cause I'm pretty important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, I kidding. act like I am too. And it's just <laughs> like, the Lord's like, I think you can take, I think I can handle it for a day. You know, yeah. I think I can handle it. My kingdom for a day, I think I can handle North Island Church for a day. I think I can handle your family for a day or whatever. Um, And you'll actually be a lot more present and a lot more effective. And you'll be able to save your life a lot more if you just take a minute. Yeah.
0: But my my stressed side and my anxious side still wants to argue with you and myself. And I don't necessarily argue with God about it, but... (laughs) Like, I'm like, well, okay, disappointing God, and you know, uh, in not in being disobedient, disappointing Him by being disobedient because I haven't rested. Mm-hmm. Well, He's not like, you know, dropping alarm clocks out of the my head, uh, right. uh, dropping alarm clocks out of heaven and hitting me in the head with them and saying, "Hey, hit the snooze button every now and then," mm-hmm. and He's not striking me with lightning either. Um, so it's not like he's expressing that he's disappointed. Right. But if I don't get this task done, there's certain people in my life who will express that they're disappointed. Sure. So it's like, how do you, it's so much easier to overlook Mm -hmm. and not, I mean, if you want to get into the theological (laughs) argument that he's going to be disappointed per se, but like, right. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just hard to, it's just hard to process that. Totally. And, and I guess like, you know, I think I'm sure we've all grown up with our parents expressing disappointment, but like, feel like it's, it's a little bit more of a, it's a, definitely a tender e- area in my heart, mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether it's parents or just family members or uh, really close friends or whatever, but
1: yeah.
0: it's just hard to overlook that. Mm-hmm. And so... But you're right. Like, it is an area of obedience versus disobedience. Sure. Um, and and so I know you kind of made a comment, like, God never says, like, Jesus or God never, like, told us to do anything in vain. But, and so it almost challenges that key statement that we made, like, wasting time wisely. Right. But I guess it's the wise part that kind of redeems that statement. Yeah, yeah. So um, the wiser part would be... Uh, to be obedient and rest. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and also just, you can look at it from the technical, practical side. Like if you quit working, you're not going to produce anything, mm-hmm. but the long, in the long haul and um, long haul is an eternally too. When you stand in front of the Lord, yeah, um, you know, you're going to stand before him one day and he's going to look back and say, you never rested. Mm-hmm. Or, In the long haul, in the context of my last four weeks, I haven't rested. My last seven weeks, I haven't rested. Um, And there's probably moments where I could have been more productive, but I didn't have any gas. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I was out. And so it's just more beneficial to stop every now and then.
1: I also think, though, and you can disagree, and listeners can disagree. We can dialogue about this. Um, I think we might – Um, isolate rest to like okay I have to take this whole day like this has to be the day but I think that it depends on your life it depends on your schedule it depends on like what you're doing but I think that it's okay to have a certain rhythm of rest and I think it's okay for that to change with the season like say we were super-duper busy for weeks and weeks. and
0: Are you speaking hypothetically at this point? I'm just kidding. Um, No, this is very
1: literally <laughs> um, <laughs> busy for weeks and weeks. And, like, it works out best for us. Okay, we're going to take half a day, and we're going to go do this. And, like, we're not going to be on the phone. We're not going to be answering emails. We're not going to be answering phone calls, whatever. And then later that week, there's, like, another few hours or something where it's just like, yeah. okay, we've... Our to-do list has been tackled, like, let's engage and rest in this moment. And just that rhythm of being aware um, of your schedule and your time and really treating your time like it's currency, because it is, um, and learning how to do that well, I really think is a sign of spiritual maturity and something that we don't know from the beginning. I think it's something we learn about ourselves and
0: God. Yeah, time is super important. And it feels like you never have enough of it, for sure.
1: Time is money.
0: Time is money. (laughs) Plus, I mean, I'm so important that my time is worth a lot. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's
1: it's actually (laughs) invaluable.
0: Yeah, moving on from that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I just want to encourage everybody listening today. I hope that, as Olivia and I have shared, maybe... Some of the stresses and the just the difficulties of processing rest and the application of rest that, um, you know, the ways that we've dealt with it, maybe you have dealt with it as well. Uh, But I hope you feel encouraged, um, a little convicted as well, because that's what it takes. Just that sweet, sweet conviction uh, from the Lord that you've got to take some rest uh, because it's a matter of obedience or disobedience you got to learn how to to look at it from a lighter standpoint. Waste time wisely. You know, get out and have some fun. Uh, chill out a little bit. That's something, a phrase that I feel like I tell myself all the time, like, dude, just chill out. And so if you need to chill out this week, if you need to learn how to, to make it a part of your rhythm, do so. Um, and I'm preaching to the choir here. So uh, once again, uh If you just loved me enough and suffered through last week in the smack attack, um, thank you. But also thank you for listening to this week. Um, Please, 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 if you have any feedback, um, email me. My email will be in the description uh, below. But also, uh, if you have any kind of subjects or an area topic that you want to talk about, let me know and we will do it. Um, other than that I love you guys thanks for listening We'll, we'll talk to you next week thank you so much for listening to this episode of Outside In we hope that you'll continue along this journey with us by hitting the subscribe button and looking out for future episodes If you have any thoughts or would like to share your perspective on these topics today, please share them with us by emailing dakota at north-highland.org.